everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 116, Food Failures. On this episode, we share with you our top 10 epic food failures in the backcountry. We've all been there before, having seen a video or recipe that looked absolutely appealing. And so we took it out on the trail to try it for ourselves. What we thought was going to be a brilliant backcountry dish ended up being an unbelievable failure. All of these are very real experiences, no dramatizing or any embellishments needed. You can always join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang out with us, be part of the discussion and share your own epic food failures and we've had some we've had some doozies (laughs) (laughs) some doozies so by the way uh we want to wish everybody a happy fourth of july our podcast is coming out on the fourth so for people that get the first download uh on this episode happy fourth of july for others that are listening um on the replay or maybe a couple weeks later I hope you guys had a great 4th of July. We really hope you had a great, great holiday. You got outside, got some exercise, you watched some spectacular fireworks somewhere in your community, and everybody was safe and sound. So happy 4th of July. Yeah. So we were coming up with ideas this week, and we have been really wanting to do a food topic, not just last week's food topic, but... Something we're like, oh my gosh. And then we started talking about what we wanted to cook out for the 4th of July. And it all warped together into this like beautiful mold. And we're like, you know what? 4th of July, decadent cookouts, really exciting. Like just food flying all over the place, right? Yeah. And I think the funny thing about it is that, you know, we we all do it. If, if you spend any more time in the backcountry and, and you love backpacking, you you know you expand your horizons on the food genre you know we look at hey that looks good or ooh that looks like a good recipe and they all make it so glorious you know it looks so good and it's like it, the it, pinterest of food yeah yeah it's like the pinterest of food everything is just it looks so beautiful and gourmet and yeah and we probably there's a waterfall behind it <laughs> and like just slow motion camera of you know people and it's like oh my god i'm going to try that recipe in the back country well it's i think we probably end up having more epic failure because everyone knows scott really enjoys cooking out there um and he gets really creative and he tries his hand at almost anything and that tends to lead to failure. Oh, yeah. Epic. <laughs> epic failure. Not just failure. Oh, it's epic. There's been times when I haven't even been able to eat the meal. <laughs> but I'll try it. You know, like, that's that's the one thing about the backcountry and going out backpacking I love the most is that, you know, like, it, it doesn't have to be you know, just like a boring meal. You're in the background. If you've made it that far, you deserve a good meal. You know, if you've made it to your destination and, you know, you've you've done the hills, you've done the downhills, you know, you're sore, you're sweaty, you deserve a good meal. And um, so, yeah, I will go out there and test a, a, a really radical, and I mean radical, 
people are like, what? What are you cooking? What? And sometimes it turns out awesome, but sometimes it it's an epic failure. <laughs> Which brings us to our number one um, epic failure. And this is due to not the taste of the meal, but the quantity in which we brought. Uh, we were backpacking in the snowbird wilderness and decided to bring jambalaya. It was really good. Yeah, it was it, it was crazy. And for those who don't know where the snowboard wilderness is, it's in North Carolina. We call it moonshine country in North Carolina. It's in Graham County and it's really in the in the beginning of the where the Smokies start, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And it's remote. I can't even tell you how remote the snowboard wilderness is. Um, some of the best trout fishing in the world, but it is remote. I mean, if they're going out there and making moonshine it's going to be remote. So Ariane and I did Christmas Eve in the <laughs> snowbird wilderness. And we thought, I don't know what we were thinking. I, I have no idea. I mean, we, we're pretty seasoned backpackers. And, you know, I, I don't know what we were thinking between the um, the towels and the the uh, exorbitant amount of food we brought. I think we've, we've talked about this uh, trip I believe it was on our Trail Blunders episode. I believe that's the episode that we discussed it in. We may have mentioned it again. Um, this is where I thought I had the brilliant idea of going into a very wet backpacking trip, bringing a towel to dry off our dogs before going to bed, not really thinking through the whole wet towel, now packing out the wet towel. But... This was also the trip that we decided to add more food weight. I, we literally lost our minds. And, well, the, to and, the, and it wasn't the food weight going in. It was the food weight after out. we couldn't eat all the food we cooked. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I could, we could, I, it was probably like four people I could have cooked for. So I made this big, gigantic pan of jambalaya and... I mean, I had all the fixings in there, man. I mean, it was really super good. But I threw in an extra, I threw in an extra bag of boiling a bag rice. I threw an extra bag in that. Well, you and know I what? Think it looked all sorts of extras. Yeah. Well, the boiling the bag, it looks really light and fluffy in the bag, but once you add water to it, <laughs> it ends. It, it tends to expand a little bit, and it gets a little heavy. Well, not only was it flash flooding, <laughs> and our our mattress pads started actually floating I, I, under the tarp. It's a real thing. You you can actually float <laughs> on water with all of your body weight. And our weight. dogs were like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> and so they were trying to sleep on top of us. And we're like, "Get off!" Until we realize it's a flood. And we have this whole big pan of jambalaya and we're we're in the back country and the thing is, is that we were in bear country that's what made this whole thing worse we ate like i don't know like maybe not i don't even say it was maybe half. a quarter yeah it was by <laughs> like a quarter it's like i'm full and we looked at each other scott's like, trying to stuff it down oh man. My i'm like God, i can't I stomach it. anymore <laughs> and we, so we had now we had to hang our you know food bag and we've got all this extra food 
that we couldn't eat. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I hung that food bag like a mile away from our, <laughs> from our tarp. I'm like, oh, we're gonna, we're either gonna get killed by bears or we're gonna drown tonight. What, one of the two. I have no <laughs> idea which one's gonna happen. Or, or yeah, or or lose our dogs because they're so irritated with us and with the situation. This is one of those, those moments in time where they say never. Never go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Never pack your food bag for a backcountry trip when you're hungry. Never. <laughs> because I looked at Scott and I was like, that's all you're taking? Like, throw, throw in some more for me. <laughs> Bad idea. So that, it, that goes down definitely as a number one blunder <laughs> food. Second one has to do with, uh, you know, cooking gourmet again. Scott decides uh, cooking spaghetti in the backcountry is not only a brilliant idea, but a very rewarding idea. Well. Yeah, so we're doing Big South Fork, and we are guiding a bunch of people on that trip that had never been out there before. And it was my friend's birthday. And ironically, someone had a candle in their backpack. I, I think it was you. Yeah. You had the candle. <laughs> Pulled out a gamble. We actually had yeah. dessert with the candle and sung them happy birthday. Crazy. Backpackers always have anything, right? So um, I had been eyeing this. Um, it's the small pot spaghetti. And I'm like, you know, I could fit that in my in my pot. I said, Scott literally walks the aisles of Kroger like once a week. He's oh like, what's God. new? What's new on the shelf? I what can I, what can I, I make out there? I know. I know. People are always, people always come, can I help you, sir? Are you okay? You're staring at this product for 30 minutes now. <laughs> and so, but it's the small pot spaghetti. So I think I'm like, this could fit in my 900 millimeter pot. So I get a little spaghetti sauce and um, I look at it, it was it was new back then, but they had pre-cooked meatballs. So I'm like pre-cooked meatballs. I can boil the spaghetti. I can boil spaghetti sauce on there, and I can make a little spaghetti dinner for you know for the for our trip. <laughs> but what I didn't bring, what I failed to realize, was that you need a little you need to put a little olive oil. <laughs> in the spaghetti or in your water because spaghetti sticks without some sort of lubricant and it <laughs> it really kind of and I had to wait forever for it to really cook but it can it, it kind of turned out to be a rawhide <laughs> it's like with spaghetti what? sauce and and like two or three meatballs so I, I felt like I was chewing like a like a dog rawhide you know I was like ah, 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 ah. and not, not the spaghetti didn't cook all the way and and the group around me started going, what are you, um, what, uh, what is, what are you cooking there, Scott? I'm like, spaghetti. And I'm like, it doesn't look like spaghetti. Aren't you supposed to like twirl it around your spork and, you know, put it in your mouth? I'm like, you're, you're, you're chewing it like a cigar. <laughs> so, yeah. So the spaghetti and meatball was probably not only an epic uh food failure but an epic food failure uh that thank god nobody posted to social media because that's how many people we had like i don't know, like 12 people around the campfire watching Scott, me Scott's, chew cud. <laughs> scott's tail was tucked the rest of the trip he's like uh yeah we said, we're not gonna talk about that one anymore um 
Which leads us to number three. Um, never bring a corn on the cob into the back country. I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah, that was your deal. I had nothing to do with that <laughs> failure. So I don't cook gourmet out there. I have no desire to cook gourmet. No interest whatsoever. Um, I will throw bits and pieces of extra add-ins into things uh, to spice it up and make it really creative, but I am not going to take something from scratch and cook it out there. This was early on in our relationship, and I may have been trying to show off how good dinner could be at a campfire. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. And I think I had like five minutes to go shopping in Kroger before the trip. So I I run in and I'm like, oh, corn on the cob. Oh my God, over the fire. I'll pick up some tin foil. This is going to be great. It's a 4th of July favorite. <laughs> it's a 4th of July favorite. <laughs> of course, it makes sense. Um, who doesn't love corn on the cob roasted over a fire? Who doesn't love that? Until you realize as, as good as that corn on the cob is, lathered in butter and salt and pepper, you have to pack out the cob. And that's really heavy. <laughs> so I was carting the whole cobs around all weekend. <laughs> it's like for two days. The corn was great. The cob weight was kind of ridiculous. Well, that's the thing is sometimes, you know, you think about, oh, my God, this is going to be a great meal. But then you forget the the aftermath. I had car camping in my <laughs> mind when I purchased it. And then I, I guess I didn't connect the, the backcountry aspect to uh, that meal. Uh, it was sensational. It, it tasted so good out there. But just that, was, that was another <laughs> night failure. we hung the food back about a mile away. <laughs> from our camp i'm like we're gonna get killed by bears out here um and and that that's a whole thing with food is that you know you you know it's great but man you know you gotta you have to really make sure that it's it's food that you can store properly (laughs) and you know you can keep away from from the critters i'm almost positive when you're cooking in the corner of the cob, I looked out and saw like a million eyes looking at us going, oh, come on, go to bed, leave it out there. Just leave it out there. So in the spirit of the fourth, we uh, kind of left the best one for the fourth. Uh, four, four on the list is the epic failure of Scott cooking pizza in the backcountry. Okay. Well, would, actually, this one wasn't so much in the backcountry, but no, that is good enough. I have a disclaimer. <laughs> so, I've cooked pizza successfully many times in the, in the backcountry. Back Absolutely, and it just so happened this time it it didn't go well, and of course, it was my attempt to impress you on how well I could cook in you know, a backpacking setting and cook pizza. The problem is, I don't know what, what <laughs> I don't know what went wrong. I didn't, I didn't have pizza dough. Or I didn't have enough pizza dough. You didn't dough. have enough pizza dough. I don't, I don't know how it went wrong. So I tried mixing a little pizza dough with pancake batter. Because <laughs> I had pancake batter. Makes logical sense. Makes logical sense. <laughs> So it 
I kind of created this hybrid <laughs> of pizza and pancake, and it did it did not want to come out of the pan. <laughs> so we kind of ate it like as a crumbled snack, I guess. It was horrible and <laughs> terrible, so, which was a really crazy experience because it's like you know you 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 invent this hybrid. I don't think it's ever been done. I don't think anyone's ever mixed uh, pizza with pancake. It's like if pizza and pancake made love, it would be this hybrid. And it was like, <laughs> man, that's got that's great pepperoni, little uh, pizza sauce. I love the cheese. And could you pass me the Antimima syrup? I mean, it was just... <laughs> It was this weird, this weird hybrid. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> I was like, right, you're trying to impress me? This is your best? <laughs> I mean, it turned out. <laughs> and we had a couple. We had one more person on the trip, too. And they're like, yeah, dude, don't don't ever don't cook ever. this again. <laughs> was, I All I heard for days prior to this was, I'm going to cook you pizza. Oh, my gosh. I, you're going to be. You're going to be blown away. I can cook pizza in the back country. And I'm like, okay, bring it. Show me what you've got. And he comes out with this pizza pancake mess. And the funny thing about it is that I've made this so many times before alone. It always works out when you're alone. <laughs> you know, when you're alone. There's nobody to judge yeah, you. No, when you're alone and you experiment, it comes out beautiful. And the first thing you say is like, God, I wish somebody was here. And then as soon as Ariane comes in my life, I'm like, hey, man, hey, I'm going to make some pizza in the backcountry for you. Like, I was actually like, really, really excited. I was like, okay. Yeah. Up until it. this point, every time I said, I'm going to cook pizza in the backcountry, Ariane goes, no, 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 please don't. No. <laughs> don't ever do There's that again. not enough. There's not enough syrup in the world that's going to hide that flavor. I now Scott has successfully done it again, but I have yet to actually eat it because he seems to always be by himself when doing it. Well, I think there's more of a story there. There is a story, and I'm going to redeem myself. I'm going to I'm shooting a video this weekend, <laughs> and I'm going to make pizza in the backcountry. But you know what? There's new technology out there now. Pizza's come a long way. Is that the the order in on the trail? It is. It's, it's come a long way. So, the Domino pro delivery. <laughs> Back in my day. Um, so when I tried cooking pizza, I was probably like eight years ago, successfully, I may add. Now they have new product out there. So I'm going to shoot a video on how to how to cook pizza in the backcountry. Now, this has been done before. There's like videos out there, but not Scott style, not my style. Not with pancake mix added not in. with pancake <laughs> mix and syrup. No, no pancake mix and syrup, but I'm going to shoot a video. I'm going to upload that um, to what may be a new backcountry cooking show. We don't know yet. Still talking about that. But I'm going to I'm going to share that video with you guys. I'll let you know where it's at and how to look at it. But I'm shooting this that video this weekend. I'm going to redeem myself. <laughs> Can't wait. You have a lot of redeeming to do. Um so number five happened in the Grand Canyon. Probably one of the worst uh, failures we've had. Um, not the food was great. There just wasn't enough of it. Which was weird because like, you know, we had an epic food 
story where we cook too much food. But when Ariane came up with the idea, it's like, you know, I think we should share our food. Let's so, share our dinners in the Grand Canyon. My disclaimer was we already were going in with extremely heavy packs. And I had a lot of concern about going in with heavier packs. So I'm like, well, how can I reduce the weight? I can't, I can't reduce the stagnant weight that I already have. But I can do it in food. So we got extremely lightweight foods. Um well-rounded I was so excited about the mix of what we were able to come up with I put a lot of effort and energy into it however last minute ditch effort I was like you know food bags too heavy let's <laughs> let's share our food and deplete some of this weight and I'm like brilliant idea I don't know. The failure was Scott went along with this plan. Yeah. <laughs> that was the absolutely. Real I get a little hangry when I'm in the back. I get hangry all the time. It doesn't matter. Like I eat constantly. Like I love food and I particularly love it when I have a backpack on. It's it like takes it to the next level and I'll just like gorge on food. And so this concept of sharing food was not well thought out <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> and what happened was that we would share, we shared our first dinner and it all went well. And after we, we ate, we Ariane, <laughs> Ariane looked at me and she had like fire coming out of her eyes. And she's like, it was like day two. I'm like, I'm still hungry. Like, I, I still want to eat. I, I'm still hungry. What do you have in I'm your like pack? She goes, what, she goes, what do you have in your pack? And I go, what do you mean, what do I have in my pack? She goes, what food do you have in your pack? I'm like, well, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> and, oh, my God. It was like she literally took my arm and put salt on it. Um <laughs> It started leading me by the fire. That's when I knew Ariane is dangerous to go out there backpacking when she doesn't have a proper nutritional value meal. And I, we've never shared our food again, ever. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen her. She had like this look on her. She's like, what's in your food bag? Like, can I go in it? Do you have extras? Do you have extra food? What, what's in there? Can I look? I'm like, no. I kept like inching closer and closer to Scott. And I'm like trying to get him to, I'm trying to distract him so I can dig into his food bag and literally scavenging for whatever. So I start, I'm like, what's everybody else have? What are you not eating? Did you eat all your meal tonight? And then I started looking at our hikers and I'm like, hmm, I could probably take that one down. <laughs> I could take him. He's small. I was... I could, so hungry. I could eat them. <laughs> so hungry. I mean, I had a sufficient amount of food, but I wanted more. Like it, it didn't, It while it was enough to fuel me, it wasn't enough to satisfy like my hunger level. <laughs> but you know, that's the, that's why, you know, like in our last podcast, that's why nutrition is so important. And, you know, the calories plus nutrition are so important. That's why we did that food guide. So that's some of the mistakes that we've made. That's why we, we put the food food guide together on our Patreon page, you know, because we wanted to put a comprehensive, absolute food guide because calories have to go with nutrition. And that was the one thing, especially, I mean, the Grand Canyon, that's crucial. 
Yeah. Remember, I we mean, had balanced electrolytes. We had done, you know, we, we had all of our, um, we had all of our salty foods, right balance of electrolytes. So we, we stayed hydrated. We did that. That's perfect. We do that really good all the time. Um, lessons learned, right? But, but in that case, it was like you're, you you weren't getting the right kind of foods. No, I was getting the right kind. I don't think I was getting a sufficient amount to appease my like. Like I was, I was good. I just wanted more. I wanted to go to sleep on a full belly, and I wasn't getting. I wasn't getting the full belly feeling, and that's what I really had wanted. It's it's for me. It's like that mental comfort, and I, I put a lot of stock in food, and I do carry probably a little bit more food weight than not most but many um but yeah i mean i was i was determined to fight for somebody's food on that i just wanted more so yeah we've never shared food since a- after that it was like I'd a lose firm, my left arm firm hard roll like no you carry your breakfast i'll carry my breakfast I'm going to eat dinner. And that was, that really broke the, the sharing moment in our relationship <laughs> with the Grand Canyon. Um, so uh, our sixth one was uh, a moment where we had too much of something. And that was coffee. We were completely geeked out on coffee at an extreme level. Yeah, so... You know, Ariana and I always, you know, have coffee in the morning. Um, we did a uh, we did a trip at uh, in Mount Rogers Recreation Area in Virginia, beautiful area, um, and we were up on um, I think we we're up in Wilbur Wilbur Ridge Ridge, yeah. and we just it was in the morning time. We had time. We got up early, and we we had a couple three cups of coffee instant coffee it was raining really hard and so we were waiting out the rainstorm and so we were like well what are we gonna do we're just gonna drink more we'll coffee drink some coffee <laughs> so we had three full cups of starbucks pikes i think it was pikes pike like yeah whatever the pike, pike place is but I mean, it's the via packs it's the via packs and we had three of those each, each. <laughs> and we knew we had a hike. I don't. I was like, we had a hike three miles down off the ridge. I think mean, it was like three, four, four, maybe four miles. It wasn't. It wasn't very far. It wasn't very far. And we pack up and we start backpacking right after the coffee. And we must have gone a hundred miles per hour. <laughs> I mean, we were. Okay, maybe that is where we embellish the story. It was really fast. We were though. really backpacking <laughs> fast, really fast and talking. A, like a hundred miles a minute. I mean, at one point, our dogs looked at us and like, said, "Please slow, slow down." down. <laughs> Probably the only time in history <laughs> yeah. where our dogs are like, "Okay, I cannot keep up with you people." But the funny part is, we get we get to where we needed to go to hook up to another trail, and we were we were dumbfounded that we were there already. I mean, like we thought, well, it's going to take us a couple hours. We're going to do this and we'll get there. So we estimate our time. We, we, we got there so quickly. Well, it's, it was, so it's a downhill and it's an extremely tricky part of the trail where it's like really slick and slippery and it's just like one boulder after the next. (laughs) And I was really, I was really worried going down that just because I was having some knee issues the day before. 
<laughs> no knee issues. I don't even think I felt. I don't even think I felt my feet hit the trail. We, no, we, we rocked it. And then <laughs> that's we, one way of putting it. We get to the trail. We get to the trail sign, and we're both facing each other. And we're going. Are we going this way? No, we have to go that way. No, we're going this way. And we're we're talking a mile a minute. And then we both look at the map, and at the same time, we say we have to go left. And we both point to our left, but we're facing each other. So my left is wrong, and her left is different. And we were just so geeked out on coffee. We had no idea which one was left. Well, we were pointing at the same trail and I was saying the wrong thing. It was just, we we stood there arguing. <laughs> we're like, no, we need to go this way. I need to go this way. And we're just pointing. It, it, was, it was ridiculous. And in that moment, we realized that Maybe three cups of Via is too, too much <laughs> when when hiking and trying to make logical sense of your uh, your time outdoors. Um, I don't think I've ever had three cups since. I've had no. two, like one in. Lessons learned. <laughs> one in three fourths is about all I can do. It was uh, we we spent the rest of the day just like shaking and having to recover from that coffee overdose oh my god i mean we did ridiculous. record time it was ridiculous we did record amount of mileage in record time that day it was it was nuts so when you uh put breakfast with coffee um everyone knows that coffee does something to you in the morning it's a laxative <laughs> Scott decided to make biscuits and gravy out in the backcountry. Now, brilliant plan. Actually, we were camping the night before, headed into the backcountry that morning. Brilliant plan. Very excited. Biscuits and gravy. And um, it, didn't, it didn't settle well. It tasted great. But as I'm eating it, my stomach's like kind of gurgling. Um, you know, doing oh, some it, it, somersaults. It, for me, it was great. I had no problem. But for some reason, Ariane just, um, it just didn't sit well with her. It didn't sit well. Uh, and I was so excited about this biscuits and gravy. And Scott had been talking about it nonstop on the drive up. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're going to be amazed at how this, it's going to taste great. That's all I could think about. So I'm eating it and, and I'm just like, I can't eat anymore. I can't stomach. I can't do this. I can't stomach this anymore. I'm like shoving it away. And he's he's getting defensive because he's like, you don't like my biscuits and gravy? <laughs> he's getting well, all upset because, you know, you're rejecting somebody's creation. What well, he doesn't know. Ariane tells me, walk away. <laughs> and I go, what? She goes, walk away. And I want you to go and don't turn around. <laughs> Don't ever. Do not turn around. I go, really? Just keep walking. And she was adamant. She goes, walk away. <laughs> and <laughs> this is kind of like the same voice she uses when she has like really, you know, hiker hunger and something isn't going right with her. It's the same voice. It's like, walk away. <laughs> so I walk away and, um, you know, she... I mean, it, it, it comes out. Let's just let's just put it like this. Um, Yvonne's glorious cat hole uh, and her Barbie, Barbie shovel, shovel wasn't going to do the trick. I probably needed like more like an excavator to dig this hole. <laughs> like a backhoe. <laughs> it was not a pretty moment where a really good decadent breakfast 
partnered with a very foul moment. Was yeah. it my finest? And we decided to include it. I was iffy on it, but that's real life out there on the. Oh, trail. it's real life. <laughs> that's exactly what happens, you know. And, and that's the thing, you know, like when people first start going out backpacking or they start doing a long distance trail, you know, a lot of times you've never eaten a mountain house, or you've never eaten a freeze dried or rehydrated food, and. For a lot of people, you put that in your stomach for the first time, your, your body's like, like, no, what? <laughs> no, thank your you. digestive system is like, you know, nine one one, nine one one, nine one one. I mean, there's an emergency down there, and so that's the thing. It's like, you know, we when we tell you to go out there and practice your gear, use your gear. Well, eat the meals you're going to eat on the trail. Get your body you know, kind of like accustomed to some of the things I know not everybody's going to eat biscuits and gravy on the trail, which is another video coming up, by the way. Um, but it's it's there. It's really easy to make, and it's really super good. I mean, it's it a actually great really is good. It's but a great backcountry breakfast. To want, nobody's going to want biscuits and gravy because it comes with the story. They're like, I wonder if I have Ariane's stomach or Scott's stomach. <laughs> I actually have a pretty solid stomach too. It just it it, it didn't it did not it did not do well. Um, <laughs> so, um, on the flip end. Uh, on uh, our number eighth is uh, a moment in which there was not enough food. Uh, similar to the Grand Canyon, only it's not that I had packed and planned appropriately, uh, but hiker hunger set in. And here's a moment when it all epically failed on me. My planning and preparing, I was so pumped. I was going straight through the Smokies. Um, I was on my section hike in the AT, and I, I was like, I, I'm not stopping at Gatlinburg. I was hell-bent and determined. I did not want to go into Gatlinburg. I wanted to go straight through Gatlinburg um, all the way to the end of the Smoky Mountains, and I had planned it, and I had packed extra food on top of planning enough food. What I didn't realize is that when I stepped foot into the Smoky Mountains, hiker hunger also hit in a very very abrupt way and no matter how much food I would have ever packed I don't think I ever would have made it through the end of the Smokies um I ate so much every single day to the point where by the time I got to Newfound Gap I literally had one tortilla left that was it and I I still had I still had to keep going, uh, so I ended up uh, definitely going to Gatlinburg. That was part of a bigger problem because they closed down and a huge snowstorm came in. But so it all worked out in the end. Uh, but you know, we talk so much about planning and preparing, and there are things that just you can't foresee coming. And, and hiker hunger was one of those those moments where I didn't realize what it would do to my hunger level. I was ravenous. Well, we talk about that a lot. And, and when hi and hiker hunger is real, that's when your body realizes or catches up with your brain. You know, it's, it's a physiological, it's a, it's a biological thing when you decide to hike the Appalachian trail or the Pacific crest trail or a long distance trail, but your body doesn't know it your brain plans for it, your brain does it, then you start physically doing it. 
So hiker hunger is that that catch-up point where your body says, oh, wow, yeah, you're burning a lot of calories. You're going to need to eat, and you're going to need to eat now. What's in your food bag? <laughs> it's like you open the food bag, and it's like the little and demon comes enough. out. And it's, it's like, never enough. Eat me, eat me. Like, eat everything uh, in here. That's right. Don't ration. And I'm trying to ration, and I'm thinking, okay, don't don't dig back into that. Don't dig back do not put your hand in the food bag, Ariane. Step away. <laughs> it just, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't fuel myself enough. So, epic fail uh, through a section that uh, is harder to access food. Um, so, but it, but it happens out there. It happens a lot. Uh, so, a moment where Scott did not want to eat what was in his food bag, unlike me. Uh, was in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. Yeah, so one of the things that uh, helps uh, eating food is uh, it's a little thing called saliva. And uh, I had uh, um, experienced uh, a time backpacking when uh, I was very dehydrated. I'd ran out of water, and um, I, I didn't have any saliva in my mouth. And it's really hard to eat. And one of the, I, I, I didn't, literally had no, I was so dehydrated, I, I, I couldn't swallow anything. So I had bought on a whim the Mountain House ice cream sandwich bar from NASA. <laughs> it's just the, like the it's astronauts. A, it's, it's, like, it's the, a freeze-dried. Well, I love dots. I think they're called dots or whatever where you buy them in the malls. I haven't had that in like since high school but well those would have been better <laughs> and <clears throat> i got the freeze-dried mountain house ice cream bar and here i was i was very dehydrated i was very worried about finishing the trails very i was i'd got lost yeah i've told you this podcast before on this podcast before blah 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 but i got to the point where I was trying to find something I could eat. My epic food failure was biting into that ice cream bar and thinking, oh, God, this is where I'm going to die. And there's going to be a mountain house ice cream bar next to my body. And they're going to like, oh, man, he did try. Good for him. He sure did try. (laughs) But we understand. Like, there would have been one bite into it, and there was no way – I could have eaten that thing. I think that I, like, like, like literally sucks out any evaporation. I mean, talk about. I mean, have. you know, like listen, we're, we're it's epic food failure. You know, things go wrong in the backcountry all the time. But I mean, I would think that was that should be taken off the market. It's still available. I mean, oh dear God, is it's, it that bad? It's bad. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry, Mountain House, but that is bad. It's it's just really. It's just, I don't know, it's like one of those products that... Sounds like it's an been exciting... Out, it's been there forever, I think, you know. But, yeah, I had to eat banana chips to to kind of... That, but that was, that was my dinner, was literally <laughs> banana chips, because that was the only thing that created a little saliva in my mouth. But the, uh, the freeze-dried Mountain House ice cream bar... Um, is not as tasty as it looks on the package. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. 
<laughs> you pull, I don't even know what goes on in your head half the time. Uh, but so the last and final um, food failure uh, goes back to, you know, long distance hiking. And it's essentially lessons learned from food drops. Yeah, so um, my, my AT uh, through hike in 03, the, one of the biggest lessons I learned, and I, I write this in our food guide, was that um, I didn't know what I didn't know about food. And so it's, uh, you know, what do you think is really good um, before you through hike isn't going to be good, you know, three months later. And so your food needs to be very flexible. You have to you have to keep a very open mind about food. And so one of the big lessons I learned in epic food failures on my through hike was that um, I pre I, I prepackaged way too much on my food my food boxes. And so I would get uh, to my food drop. I'd open up the box. And literally, I'd look in the box, and I'm like, oh, my God, pouring salt on the cardboard box seemed tastier than what was in the box. Yeah, I was be, so sick of that food. It can be so uninspiring. So on it. It was it was defeating. Yeah. I mean, I looked in that box, and I thought, oh, dear God. And so I started then spending money on other food that made me feel good and that that's the point of food drops is you got to think ahead of the game mentally so when you're through hiking you're getting ready for a through hike when you when you're packing a food drop you got to think what am i going to like three months from now and throw junk food in there throw food that you probably wouldn't normally eat but it sounds really good or it might be good and throw that in the food box because variety is king on the trail. That is king. If you eat the same thing over and over and over again, it is mentally going to defeat you. So if you can get variety, look at nutrition, look at, you know, like the one thing is that I don't sit at home all the time eating gorp, you know, um, M&Ms, raisins, uh, cashews, peanuts, but on the trail, Oh my God, I love that stuff. So you mix it up, um, candy bars, things that you normally may not eat at home, but when you're on the trail and you're trying to replenish, you know, four or 5,000 calories, look at food that's going to make you feel good, that's gonna be nutritious, that, and again, I, I talked about this last episode, the, pe the peanut butter and jelly. Do I eat P&J &P all the time at home? No, but on the trail, sometimes I, sometimes I do. Yeah. But I love it on the trail. It's a whole, it's a whole good. I would it's have all wished, a mental game. It, I wish I would have drop boxed a, a vat of <laughs> peanut butter yeah. and bread, like three loaves of bread, peanut butter and jelly. That would have been, that would have been, that would have made me so happy. Well, that goes in line with our pro tip is, you know, it is a mental game out there. And sometimes the, the mental aspect of it can be an element of success in your backpacking trip that you wouldn't have guessed uh, coming in. And, and, and for those of you who have experienced that mental frustration or excitement about food, uh, you understand that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, take time to plan, measure out your food, uh, really prepare for the thought process of what you're going through, it definitely will save you uh, weight, save you time, it'll save you money. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, test your test your food. You know, we tell you guys all the time to test your gear, test your gear, go out and use your gear. Well, go out and experiment with food. Eat what you like. You know, if you th if you see things at a grocery store that look good, try it, test it, eat it. You're not going to know until you make it, but don't wait until you're on the trail or you're on the backcountry and say, I'm going to eat this for the first time. <laughs> you might have another biscuits. And You'll gravy. be a guest on our podcast <laughs> called Epic Food Failures Part Two. So, you know, like test it out, like be creative, you know, look at the value you're getting from that food item that you're going to that you're going to cook. It, it's it's all about prepping and taking the time. A lot of backpackers don't take the time to prep their food. So, you know, look at it, plan it, test it, eat what you like on the trail. So, um, and it's all, it's all a science. It really is. It's all measured by ounce. Um, so kind of excited. Uh, next week we start a brand new feature to our trust trail podcast called the pre-show. The pre-show lets you chime in on the topic that we chose for that week. It all takes place on our Discord server called Trust the Trail. For example, we talked about last week, we talked about code soaking, code soaking your food while you're backpacking. So let's talk about it. In the pre-show, you get to give us your feedback and talk about that topic before we record our podcast. We may highlight or mention your comments or voice opinion on our podcast. It's all about building a community of like-minded people. So join our Facebook group called Trust Your Podcast so you get the private invite link. So we're starting that next week. We're really super excited about it because we want to chat more, bring you guys more into our podcast, talk about topics that we're going to do, and um, listen to what you guys have to say. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ex really pumped about this. This has been something that... We, I mean, we're really excited about the involvement from you guys. Um, so stay tuned for a little bit more information. Yeah, it's all going to be in, it's all going to be in our in our Facebook group. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment on iTunes. It helps spread the word. Or you can post a comment on any of our of your favorite uh, podcatchers. Shout outs to our Facebook members always and our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Gary, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, and our newest patron, Mike Pellet. Really appreciate all the support you guys give us. Our podcasts are available on Overcast, Podcast, Cast, Breaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Radio Public. That also helps support the Trust the Trail podcast on available on iOS and Android. And we are also on iHeartRadio. You can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, or on our Trust the Trail Facebook page. So get out there, have a happy 4th. I hope you had a happy 4th of July. Hope you guys got out, enjoyed the outdoors. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need. So trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.